Hey, good Monday morning to you. This is Hearts of Men. I hope you guys are doing well today. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about sexual integrity. And uh, we're going to dive into some things. And I hope that this will be a reminder to you that we are in a war and we must fight for our purity. We must fight to resist temptation of all kinds. And uh, if you are someone who is on the journey to discovering your authentic manhood, then this is for you. Appreciate you guys listening in. Let's jump right in. Hey everyone, so it's really good to be back here again with you Monday morning, and I hope that you guys have had a great resurrection weekend. He is risen. He is risen indeed. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you were reminded, hopefully, that the power that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in you. That is what the Holy Book, what the Scriptures teach, that we also have a future resurrection awaiting. And what great hope and great courage we find knowing that Christ, the Messiah, did not stay in the grave, but conquered and overcame the grave, And this has far-reaching ramifications in every way for the life of the Christian, for the life of the follower of Christ, is not merely just a natural one, it is a supernatural one, where the promised Holy Spirit now dwells in everybody who is considered a child of God, who has repented of their sins, who has confessed Christ, who has believed in their heart that He rose from the dead, you shall be saved. This message, the gospel, the good news, is one that must be proclaimed to all creation because at the end of the day, this is the only hope for humanity. So, let us continue to live a life that glorifies our God, a life that glorifies our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and There's no better way to talk openly and honestly about this than the area of our sexuality. As men, you know, I know, you know the statistics, and you're probably somebody who has struggled with this or is still struggling with sexual integrity in its various forms. It's an incredibly important topic, and I believe that many men, both in the church and obviously outside of the church, but I'm primarily speaking to those followers of Jesus, those Christians who are struggling with sexual addiction, are struggling with um, whether it be pornography, masturbation, whether it be sexual morality, uh, affairs, you've had an affair, you're in an affair, you're involved in an emotional affair, you've, uh, whatever it might be, homosexual relationships or homosexual temptations, There's a plethora of frustration 
in our culture. And I find it always fitting and always appropriate to actually talk openly about the issues that we are dealing with. It's one thing to say, don't do it, don't struggle, but that's not enough. It's another to actually provide a safe place for men to be open about their struggle, be open about the core issues, be open to discover what is really going on, what is beneath that addiction, what is underneath the surface, what baggage, what trouble, what disconnect your heart has been living in. You know, oftentimes lust is the leak of anger. Oftentimes lust is the leak of pain. Oftentimes lust or sexual temptation is simply speaking to a greater issue in the hearts of men. And um, I don't know what your struggle is today. I don't know if you are addicted to pornography. I do know this, that for all of us, and the majority of you, probably every one of you, carry a smartphone with you every day, and it's one click away from hardcore pornography of every kind. I know that temptation is real, and for some of you, you are addicted. For some of you, you are viewing porn weekly or every so often. For others of you, you're struggling with masturbation. For others, you might be struggling with even more intense issues of unfaithfulness, of cheating, of homosexuality, of um, maybe even darker than that. And uh, the enemy loves shame. He loves to shame us. He loves to keep us in bondage to, to that. His tactic is to shame you. It's to guilt you. It's to cause you to be um, ultimately apathetic, indifferent, to where you no longer see the issue um, worth fighting for or worth overcoming or worth walking it out with integrity and... So I, I just want to talk a bit about how we can, first of all, be open and honest. I think that I think it starts if you're somebody who doesn't have anybody to share with, if you've never shared your struggle with um, your spouse, maybe it's too difficult, maybe you've lied too many times, maybe you've, uh, you've lived a, a sort of a double life for so long that you're afraid that if you were to say something, then your marriage would fall apart. Um, and um, for others, maybe you just don't have a brother, another man that you can be accountable to, that you can honestly share where you're at, what you're dealing with, what not just the temptations, the outward temptations, but the inward reality of the the negative emotions that you're feeling, the, the frustration, the anger, the sadness, the grief, the despair, the depression, the loneliness, the isolation, those are oftentimes the things that create um, 
a desire to want to run to sex or run to pornography or run to masturbation or run to any number of things that have to do with acting out, with receiving pleasure in that form. Um, for others, you know, you could say it's an issue of eating, it's eating too much food, it's it's gluttony, or it's maybe it's drugs or alcohol, or maybe it's uh, you have an issue of buying really expensive, you know, you name it. Um, there's so many things that kind of in our culture that can cover up what's really going on, you know, it can cover up or try to cover up at least, you know, maybe it's buying new guns, you know, to make you happy or new, you know, cars or you name it. Um, you know, the truth is, is that all those things, they only satisfy temporarily, right? Something's, it's like, Hey, I, I love mountain biking and it's something I can do with my boys. And, uh, the other day or a couple weeks ago, you know, I was kind of looking for a, um, a bike that was just, I have a medium size frame and I was needing a large for a while. I love my bike and it's just been a great, a great bike, um, in a lot of ways. And, um, I have been looking also for something to buy and, and maybe resell to make a little bit of money on. So anyhow, I came across this bike. It was in town. It was a student and it was a beautiful bike. And, uh, so, you know, we met, I rode it, loved it. It was a great deal. So I bought it thinking that I would, you know, resell my other bike and, you know, that feeling for the first few days of this beautiful, you know, this beautiful mountain bike, full suspension mountain bike sitting in my garage and just every day wanting to jump on it, ride it, you know, and just that feeling of, of the newness and the excitement was exhilarating, you know? And so, but after, after about a week, it's like, ah, yeah, that's cool, you know, but it's not, it doesn't hold the same, uh, attraction that it did. And at the end of the day, um, we can run to many things for comfort. We can run to many things for, a f you know, for so false comfort, really. And, uh, because of the accessibility, because of the availability of the internet and every form of sexual perversion, every form of sexual morality that's there. And because most men haven't dealt with the inner life, they haven't really dealt with what's inside of them. You know, the, for example, the, the disconnect with their dads, the emotional neglect, the, um, the trauma they experienced, or maybe even the sexual abuse that they never told anybody about as a young boy. Um, maybe as an adolescent, you, you messed around with, with friends, you know, you did sexual things together. That's something that I went through as a, as a young boy, as a 10, 11, 12 year old who was introduced to pornography by some friends at eight, nine years old. My father never talked to me about the dangers of any of that, never talked to me at all about sex. And so I discovered it through some friends, some troubled friends. At the time, I didn't realize how troubled they were. But um, 
you know, and what does a young boy do when this whole world, your innocence is taken from you, this whole world of, you know, nudity and uh, sexual indulgence begins to form. It's, it's too much. It's too, it's too, um, yeah, it's just too much, you know? And so, um, going through puberty and, you know, having acted out, I wouldn't have considered any of the things that I did homosexual. I, I, that wasn't a term back in the eighties that really was, um, something that anybody used. And, uh, so I definitely did not consider myself a homosexual. And yet, some things that I did, some acts that I did were definitely um, of that nature. Uh, thankfully, at 14, you know, I was snapped out of it, even though I still didn't um, know my full identity in Christ. I knew that it was wrong. I had enough conviction that, you know, I'm, this is not something that I want. I was too timid to pursue girls. I was too timid to act anything out with girls, but which is ultimately what um, what I was fascinated by, right? The whole realm of um, sexual fantasy of what we see in the pornography, what we see in the movies, you know, it's sort of this um, unhindered passion or it's like, you know, passion all the time, right? And and so we think that, uh, yeah, so anyhow, um, so maybe, maybe some of you are, are you're, you're, you're just, you're hiding. You're, you're still dealing with lots of shame because of things that you've done or things that you're currently doing. And, you know, and I want to tell you that there's hope. I want to tell you there's freedom. I want to tell you that there is a place, you know, you're actually created to receive comfort from the Father, from Father God. You're actually created. You were made to find full pleasure in God, to find full satisfaction. Yes, God created sex. He did. He created it for your enjoyment, in marriage, he created he created covenant. He created all that comes along with sex and sexuality, not just for procreation, but for enjoyment, for pleasure. God loves; He delights in the fact that you and your wife have wild sex together, <laughs> unashamedly. And as long as you're in mutual agreement, as long as you know you're not taking advantage of your wife and trying to make her do things, fantasizing over stuff that she doesn't want anything to do with, you know, I think that's important to communicate, to talk in marriages about what's appropriate, what you feel like is pleasurable to one another. At the end of the day, it's about pleasing our spouse, not just ourselves, not just fantasies, you know, in our minds. It's about loving in every way, and, and, and you have to define love. Love and lust are very different. You know, love is sacrificial. Love is is considering others better than yourself. Love is pursuing the things that your spouse desires. Love is giving um, that which is oftentimes opposite to what you want for someone else. And love is not sex. Yes, it can have aspects of love in it, but... As men, oftentimes we define romance and love and sex as the end game. Um, so um, whatever it is that you're hiding, whatever it is that you can't talk about, I'm here to tell you that there is a safe place, that you can talk about it. You do and should have somebody that you can share the dark secrets, that you can share the things that you're struggling with right now. If you are a believer in Christ and if you're a follower of Christ, then there is 
there is a responsibility for you to walk in purity. There is there is a a responsibility, and um, at the end of the day, we cannot be Christ followers if we dismiss His desire and His heart and His command for purity, His command for uh, for sexual integrity. And um, but I feel a lot of compassion if you're stuck, if you're in so much bondage that you don't know where to start. Um, your life might need to fall apart a bit. Maybe you haven't hit rock bottom. Maybe it's something that you're like, you know what? I've been getting away with secrecy for so long. I've been living this double life for so long. So there's no way I'm going to uh, burst the bubble. There's no way I'm going to come clean and open up. And um, man, that's a hard place to be. You know what? In my own ways, I can relate to some of that. And I've never had a, a physical affair. I've never cheated on my wife in 17 years of marriage, at least physically. I, mean, I know emotionally with my, with my eyes and my thoughts. Um, at times, obviously, I have been unfaithful and I've had to repent of that from things that I have seen, of stumbling, watching material I shouldn't be watching. And uh, I'm not proud of that. That's something that I wish would never have been there. I wish that I would never have had the struggle that I had as a young boy and throughout my teenage years and um, even thankfully as I gave my heart fully to Jesus at 18, there was a number of years where I was, you know, porn free and and just not dealing with any of that and um, and then in marriage did not realize that the struggle would continue um, and so I've had to overcome and overcome and continue to stand strong and firm and not just give myself a pass because I'm married or because I have arrived or because I have this awesome job or I'm a pastor, I'm a leader. You know, if anything, um, there's a bigger bullseye on my back. And so I've had to recognize that I need to do, I need to take more drastic measures. But um, there's definitely times where, where I'm looking to be satisfied. I'm looking for comfort. And I've recognized how easy it is. You know, you can veg out just scrolling on Facebook, right? I think it's an addiction, actually, in our culture. Scrolling is an addiction. <laughs> you know, if you're somebody who just flips through thousands of reels, and you're addicted. You're the the dopamine, the the levels uh, that are happening visually in your brain, the stimulation. Um, doesn't even have to be sexual or scantily dressed women or whatnot. Oftentimes that's mixed in those reels or that's mixed in those videos. But um, just the visual uh, hyper uh, inflation, if we can use that term, <laughs> hyper inflation of your brain, the hyper inflation of your emotions, um, the hyperinflation of all the things that you're visualizing and taking in, you know, in milliseconds does something profound, uh, to your, to your body, uh, heart, soul, mind, and spirit. And that's why we, we have to unplug. We have to pull back. We have to take breaks from social media. We have to do everything necessary to find um, silence, to find solitude, and to be before the Lord. So um, I've been reading uh, this book, would recommend it. It's called Clean, 
a proven plan for men committed to sexual integrity by Douglas Weese or Wise. Um, he's a well-known um, sex addiction therapist. And um, I find it, it's always good to be reading and to be keeping yourself in tune and check um, to be growing, to be learning. And uh, so I just wanted to read a little bit out of the, uh, it's really the first chapter of this book. Again, this book is called Clean. I encourage you to get it. It's It's been really, really good. Um, this chapter, it's, it's entitled A Dirty War Declared. All right, here it goes. So legend has it that there was a day not so long ago when men were more sexually pure. There was a day when a man gave his word on his wedding day to forsake all others, and he did exactly what he said he would do. He stayed married and faithful to the wife God gave to him to cherish. In that day, it was expected that men would keep their word to their wives and to others, a man was as good as his word, as the stories say. There was a day when a man would run from wicked women and avoid the porn store located on the dirty side of town. Some with gray hair still talk of the era when a man's word was as good as gold. Then the war started. This wasn't a conventional war with bombs, planes, and navy ships raised by some faraway nation. This war was raised against us, the church, and our culture from the very pit of hell itself. The enemy of our souls began a sexual campaign, or as we would later call it, a sexual revolution. This campaign would question the very core biblical view of sexuality. The vicious weapons of pornography, drugs, and sexual morality were raised against our educational institutions and churches, and the onslaught spread throughout the land. The fight pitted sons and daughters against the truths and values of their parents and grandparents like no other cultural war in the history of mankind. These young people talked of free love, or rather free sex. Pornography was a right and sex was a right without consequences or responsibilities. This mindset developed in many ways over the next decades. The internet has taken this sexual combat to every home, computer, and cell phone. For most of us men, pornography is only a click away and it grants the enemy's army easy access to our hearts, lives, and families. This has an impact on every church in this great nation and many nations around the world. Some churches are active in the fight against sexual sin, and some have no idea they are in a war. Half or more of their men are dead inside because their silent sins are keeping them from reaching their full destiny in Christ. Hmm. Clean is a solution manual for all of you engaged in this great war. You didn't ask for it. You just happened to be born when the enemy declared murderous intentions on you and your family, church, and nation. You had no say, but you are called to help our God set free a generation. No church community in history has had to reckon with such an intense and sophisticated inundation of sexual perversity. And we are God's only warriors in this battle. Our culture says we are crazy to believe God's word about sexual fidelity and purity, whether we are single or married. 
If we win this war together, we might see a return to Christian sexual values in our culture. We might return to a day when sexual purity is the standard once again, and perversion is seen for the damaging entity it really is. Wow. You didn't ask for it, but you live in a war zone. There is sexual brokenness and sexual dysfunction of every type and kind in the church. We're not even talking about the world. We're not even talking about people that have nothing to do with God or want nothing to do with God or pagans or heathens, people that are that are fully indulging in every form of, you know, sleeping with a different woman every night, whatever it is. You know, that is pleasurable. Sin is pleasurable for a time, right? For your flesh, for my flesh. The Bible teaches that our flesh and our spirit are in enmity. They're against each other. They're at, at war. <laughs> our carnal nature, our human nature, and the spirit of God that dwells in us are at war. One must die and again, if you are a born-again Christian, you know the one that must die. Because we're called to carry our cross. We're called to suffer as he suffered. We're called to resist temptation. And so the spirit, the flesh is what? Weak, remember? But the spirit must be willing, must be stronger than. And... It starts with with just honesty, like raw honesty. You got to be honest with yourself, brother. You got to be honest with yourself. You know, and some of you aren't willing to do that yet. Some of you haven't come to that place of saying, "I'm just going to be I'm just going to be flat out real with myself and with God because you know God knows, so he wants you to be real. He wants you to tell him the truth of what you really feel, of what you're really struggling with, of why. Where did this start? Um, what's what's the real need in your heart? What's the real battle that you're that you're dealing with? Maybe you've walked through a painful divorce, and this has something to do with it. Maybe you've experienced um, trauma sexual trauma. Maybe you were raped. Maybe you were touched inappropriately as a young boy by an older man. Maybe your father expected you to perform. Your father put so much pressure on you. Your father, that now you're a homosexual or now you find yourself running um, for comfort in homosexuality. I can only imagine that those listening are in every spectrum of this conversation, every spectrum of this struggle. And it's my hope I do this, I do this podcast, I do these episodes in hope that though I don't know you personally, most of you, that that in hopes that something I'm saying or sharing, that you're not hearing this in your day-to-day, that grabs hold of you, that gives you a glimmer of hope, that gives you passion to fight, passion to overcome, passion to say, you know what? God paid for my life. I am worth it to him. 
He loves me. He likes me. He enjoys me. He delights in me. Freedom is my portion. He called me. He set me free. So I want to encourage you with this today. I want to, I want to ask that you would take time to be honest with yourself. I want to ask that you would take time to share with another person that you know where you're really at. Even if you're doing well, get in the habit of having an accountability partner. Get in the habit of talking to your spouse openly about the temptation you sometimes face. Pray together. Pray, stand firm that you might resist and overcome. I, I believe in the work of the Holy Spirit in each of your lives. If you're a born-again believer, if you're not, I would love for you to be. I boldly say that, I unashamedly say that, that you must be born again to experience the ultimate freedom. There's, on, there's only so much that self-helps book, psychology books can do. That the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Christ from the dead that lives in me, has the power to overcome the greatest temptation, the greatest darkness, the greatest struggles, the greatest whatever in, in, in your life, in my life. That's, that's the beauty, that's the power of being an, a born-again follower of Jesus Christ. And I would, love to, I would love, love, love to share that with you. So you could send me a private message. You can send me a message on Anchor. There's ways you can get a hold of me on Facebook, Hearts of Men. Please reach out. If you are somebody, I don't even need to know your name. Reach out. Let me know how I can pray for you. As always, I encourage you, if this meant something to you, if you know somebody else that you think this would mean something to, please share this episode, share this podcast, spread the love. This is Hearts of Men, and thank you for being here. God bless you. God, give us grace to overcome today every struggle, every trial, every temptation common to man. Thank you that you've overcome by the power of your blood, and because of that, we can walk in freedom. Because of that, we can walk in wholeness. Because of that, we can walk in sexual integrity. Because of that, we can have the abundant life that you promised. Not absence of struggle or absence of suffering, but abundantly knowing our God, our Maker, our Father, and walking in a spirit of sonship today. In Jesus' name, God bless you guys.